This week, Matt interviews local chiropractor, Dr. Robert Shapiro. From 8th Street to 8 Mile Road, from I-5 to Highway 99, Podcast Stockton. Stockton. I love this town. Most miserable city? I don't think so. The show all about the great life in Stockton, California. This is Podcast Stockton. Welcome to Podcast Stockton, episode 30, for Friday, March the 5th, 2010. I'm Rod Gomez, And I'm Matt Beckwith. Welcome back to all our returning listeners. If this is your first time listening to Podcast Stockton, thanks for checking out the show. If you have comments for the show, leave us a message at 565-3229 or send them to mail at podcaststockton.com. Coming up on today's show... Stockton makes another list. Our restaurant review of Genghis Khan. Stockton on the web. Matt's interview with Dr. Robert Shapiro. And do you shop online? But first, a look at the news. The Bassmaster Elite Tour will begin its fifth regular season in Stockton as the Trocar Duel in the Delta kicks off March 11th. The four-day tournament is the first of eight in the Elite Series regular season and will award a $100,000 purse to the winner along with points toward qualification for the postseason. Mark Tyler of Vian, Oklahoma, holds the record for the largest bass caught in a bass competition as he hauled in a 14-pound, 9-ounce Delta Lunker set during a bass competition in Stockton back in 1999. Delta College will dedicate its new track complex this Friday to Merv Smith, a longtime Mustang track and field coach. Among his many distinctions, Smith compiled seven cross-country league championships, four Northern California cross-country championships, three Northern California track championships, and one junior international champion in the steeplechase. The ceremony will take place Friday, March 5th at 11 a.m., followed by the Merv Smith Relays at noon. Downtown Stockton plays host to the Chinese New Year celebration this Saturday. The festival, which has recently changed venues from the Stockton Civic Auditorium to the Fox California Bob Hope Theater, will feature entertainment and performances. The parade begins at 10 a.m. rain or shine, following a route on South Sutter Street, Weber Avenue, and North San Joaquin Street. The festival will follow immediately after. This has been Podcast Stockton News. So, uh, what 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 do lists mean, Rod? I, I don't remember. I think they mean nothing. Lists right? mean nothing. dot com. Um, we were, nice plug, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we were named number one again. Again? How, how did that happen? Well, you know what? I figure it's the way the media just keeps kicking a guy when they're down. We need to come up with a, a list of our own. We should. You know what? We will. That'll be our next goal is to come up with a, a better list than these other lists. There you go. So uh, we were just named um, America's Most Obese. Well, and, tied. Tied now. We were tied with Montgomery, Alabama. I just want to get that out of the way because we are not completely number one. We had uh, good competition this time. Yeah. So we- a WebMD um, named us tied with Montgomery, Alabama. As the uh, most obese, and it looks like they, they measure it as um, the areas where they have the greatest, greatest obesity rates. Is that the number of people per capita that are obese? Uh, in the metro, in metro areas, so I guess we're a metro area. I wonder if they're considering it San Joaquin County or Stockton, but uh, 34.6% um, percent of our population, um, I guess, is obese. Now, first, uh, have you ever been to Montgomery, Alabama? I've never been to Montgomery, Alabama. I've been in Alabama, but I've never been to Montgomery. I can only imagine... If it looks anything like us, I don't know. <laughs> uh, there was a, a number two, Visalia and Porterville um, at, at 34.1. Um, I've been to both of those. Well, um, are they are they obese? Um, no, I, I don't think so. And Visalia is um, Visalia's in the middle of nowhere. You, you, know, you pass Fresno and you see Visalia and then you're in L.A. It's almost actually before you get to L.A., you're in Bakersfield, number six. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, what is it? Okay. And stop me if you've heard this one, but what is it about California cities that hit like the top 10 or top 10, top 15 in these lists? I mean, Bakersfield's always hanging around in the most miserable, in the most, uh, what was the one we just got to, uh, least desirable to start a business. Um, I don't know. You name the list, Bakersfield's on it. So we, uh, we're in some company there, aren't we? Yeah. And, uh, also on part of the WebMD list, but the, uh, eating fruits and vest- vegetables list, um, we ended up at uh, number four, right right above uh, Flint, Michigan. We've uh, heard about Flint, Michigan. They've been on a few lists. Bakersfield's on that list. Exercising frequently 
we ended up at uh, number 10 at 51% exercise frequently. Um, so, so what do you think, Rod, about landing on another list? I think that they just, uh, like I said, they continually find a, a city that's uh, at the top, at the bottom of a good, of a bad list, like top of a bad list, bottom. I'm so confused. They're at the, <laughs> the top of a end. bad list and bottom at the, of a good list. And, uh, they just keep swinging. It's like, uh, look, these guys are, are chum and all the sharks are swimming around it. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I think, you know, if this list can, if this can help, um, you know, I don't know, motivate people or maybe get funding for exercise programs or whatever, that's fine. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not obese. I mean, Rod, you're not obese. So, um, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if, if this can result in anything or if this is just web and MD pointing it out, but I don't know. It, it, it does, doesn't feel as bad as being called miserable. Yeah. And not only that, but it's, to me, it's one of those things where, how many people actually read WebMD unless they're looking for why they have a rash somewhere? You know, it's not like they go to WebMD for their news. So I'm not really worried about a WebMD list. I, I know that I found it thanks to our our, our friend Slick Diaz, but, you know, I, I don't know past that. I don't know if I'd have found it just because I'm not actively on the hunt for uh, lists that some obscure websites that like, again, well, you know, I look mean, at. I wouldn't say web. Well, okay. WebMD is not the obscure <laughs> website, but I'm saying we're obscure for news. Yeah, I get you. I don't go to them first. So the, you know, the, and, and I, you know, I, I'm sounding like a broken record because it's not so much that I don't like the lists because of course the, you know, the lists allow us to, to talk about things and to, you know, try to refute them. But the thing that I don't like is I don't like the syntax of the title of the list or the headline. Uh, you cannot call a metropolitan area obese. You can say we have the, our metropolitan area has the highest percentage of obese people. Just like you can say we have the highest unemployment, highest taxes, whatever. But you can't call, you know, or you shouldn't you shouldn't call a metropolitan area obese because a metropolitan area is a group of people. You can't call that group of people obese. It just doesn't make sense. So I'm leading the charge then to change the name of our town to um Let's 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 keep Stockton in there, but it's going to be Stockton, most miserable, least desirable, obese, and bad for business, California. That reminds me, I heard a headline today about a, a woman that was going to work for Apple Computer, um, or Apple Inc. Now, I guess her her first name is Window. Nice. And her last initial is S. <laughs> so she's going to work for Apple, and her name is Window, Windows. Windows. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. So, so maybe we change our name to. Um, you know, change our name to awesome. And then now when we show up on these lists, people are like, wow, awesome is the most miserable city or, or awesome is the most obese city. I think that would be funny. Hey, that gives me an idea. Awesome Stockton. Awesome Stockton. <laughs> so uh, if anybody's listening out there and wants to head the charge to change our name, uh, maybe not permanently, but at least for a couple of days to make some news, some positive news, we'll change it to Positive Stockton or awesomeness Stockton or we'll, we'll have to register a new domain. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Podcast awesome. Um, so uh, <laughs> wait, wait, that doesn't. Yeah, that sucks. Never mind. So, um, uh, what do you think, listeners? Do you, uh, uh, what do you think of, of of the latest list being named America's one of America's most obese metropolitan areas? Give us a call. Leave us a message at five six five three two two nine or send your comments to mail at podcaststockton.com. Well, you know me, I am an absolute sucker for Asian food or anything that resembles Asian food. So this next restaurant review is definitely right up my alley. Uh, we'll be talking about Genghis Khan, uh, the local Mongolian barbecue joint here. Yeah. And um, finally, we're doing a restaurant review of a place you've been to. Yes. <laughs> hey, we did last week. Yeah, that's true. Thank that's you. True. And it was an Asian place, too, by the way. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, um, yeah, I've been uh, I've been going to Genghis Khan um since I was a very young lad, uh, the one off of March Lane somewhere, I forget. Dude, we'll tell you. It's but, uh, Grand that, Canal. but yeah, Grand Canal, that's the one I've been going there for years. And, um, I love the, uh, I love, the, you know, I love the food. I will say this. I've never been to a Genghis Khan that has really great, sir. Um, our Genghis Khan's. I've never been to any of ours that have really good service. I think it's one of those places that I would say, Hey, the food's good. Service sucks. Um, although they're not that bad. But um, I don't go there for the service. I go there because I can make my own meal. I can, you know, however I want to make it, you know, I can put as much freeze-dried turkey and, um, and, and beef in a bowl as I want. And I can put as much of, you know, 
as much pineapple as I want. Um, but tell me how you, how, how you make yours. Because the thing about Genghis Khan in, in Stockton is everybody has their own recipe, their own way of doing it. What's your secret and what's it, your, uh, what do you put in the bowl? It is. It's a formula. It's like a, it's like a patented formula for every person. So me, I always start obviously with the bowl. Then <laughs> I put, <laughs> then I put the meat at the bottom of the bowl. Okay. Not too much. Cause you get, you know, you start put too much in there and then you don't have room for anything else. And not only that, but people don't realize the meat goes a long way. It really does. People are like, I got to pile the meat in, but then they get their bowl and it's like all meat, and they're wondering, well, how the heck did this happen? Yeah, too fish. You put too much meat in there. So, anyways, <laughs> so you put the meat, and you put a good heaping chunk of uh, of uh, noodles on, and then the vegetables tricky because sometimes my first bowl, I always load up. I always get the squash, I always get the carrots, I always get the bell peppers, I always get the uh, onions, and uh, sometimes the uh, a parsley or whatever the the green leaf stuff is. Yeah. I don't even know. Okay, and then the sauce, that's always where the formula comes in, right? So I get uh, three of the barbecue sauce, one of the teriyaki sauce, I get one of the sweet and sour, I get one of the, uh, I can't remember what the other one down the line is, but I always make sure to get a huge chunk and as much garlic chips as I can. People think it's just the sauce, that that's it. No, no, you brothers. gotta dig in there. You're doing it wrong. Yeah, if you don't have, if you don't come up with a ladle full of garlic chips, like literal yeah. garlic chips every time, then you're doing it wrong. Yuck. So I put about three or four of those on that bad boy. Uh, top it off with the cooking oil, the sesame oil, and uh, that's it. Then we're good to go. Sometimes I put peanuts, sometimes I don't. But if I go out for a second bowl, I take away a lot of the vegetables. The the, the peanuts are a new thing. No, they've been I, around. A while. I don't remember them ever having peanuts until until recently. How well, recently? I don't know. Since they've opened the one up on um, Hammer and West. Because I don't ever remember the peanuts before. Because well, I actually put peanuts in mine, but I also, I just dish out a handful of them to, to snack on while I'm waiting for them to cook my food. <laughs> so here's my secret to Genghis Khan. My mother taught me this trick. You got to go in the line backwards. I start with the veggies because they're the lightest. Put the veggies in. Then I go to the meat. And then the last thing I cram on is the noodles because I can really pound the noodles in. And I'll tell you this. Like I said, I've been going for years. And I just, I wing the sauce because I've done it different every time. And I never taste the difference in the sauce. Really? So I just put a whole bunch of wet stuff until it looks like it's enough. And then I go with it. I don't, I don't do garlic stuff. So I don't put any of the garlic in there. Not but, even garlic um, powder at the end? No, I no, no, about no, that. no garlic powder. And in fact, usually um, when I take somebody there for the first time, I tell them, I said, when you when you give them your bowl, they're going to ask you garlic powder. But sometimes it's too loud in there or, or you can't understand the person that you're handing the bowl to. I just say, just say yes or no if you want garlic powder. And a couple of times people have said, what, are, are you sure that's what they said? Yeah, I'm sure that. I mean, they're going there long enough. They're asking you garlic powder, yes or no. But I don't do any garlic of any kind um, ever. Certainly not at Genghis Khan. But yeah, do the line backwards and you can cram more in there. And then you load it up with pineapple and put a handful of peanuts in there. I did learn a new trick, though, recently. Uh, Greg Barr, friend of the show, Griffin209 on uh, on Twitter, uh, he and I had lunch there one day, and I was telling him about my method for going backwards. And Greg said, no, 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 the way to do it is to get two bowls. Get they don't one. like that, though. Yeah, but he says they, they don't ever give him any grief. And two bowls, because as long as they can fit it in one bowl when it's cooked, they're fine with it. And he puts all the noodles in one and the rest of everything else in another bowl. He says they don't usually give them grief. Wow. Well, then there's the then there's the other method of uh, taking a taking a another bowl and smashing the other bowl down. They don't like doing that. Oh, yeah, because he just dirtied another bowl. Yeah. Well, I mean, but thing. it's the same thing. It's the same basic concept. No, I but I really like Genghis Khan. Um, two reasons. One, again, you know, yeah, it's not the service, but that's because you feed yourself. Um, I like watching them cook the food right in front of me because it reminds me of Korea. Um, I also like it because it. For me, it was a nice date place. That was that was where Linda and I used to go. Uh, we used to walk there because we lived close enough to the Grand Canal one to walk. And then um, after we finished eating there, we would go to the uh, theater, to the Stockton Civic Theater. So it would be like our our, yeah. our pre-date meal. And it was perfect because, you know, you didn't have to sit and wait for anybody to come up and, and give you anything except for your drinks. But, I mean, that's, you know, that's they can do that while you're while you're up there at the line. And uh, again, you could get in, you can get out, you can get full, all for a very reasonable cost. $8 a person is more than reasonable. 
Yeah, I, I think they're. Th- that's one of the reasons I like them is because it's actually not. It's it's not an expensive lunch for how much food you get. There are days where um, I'll have that for lunch and I won't. I won't eat dinner because I eat too much at lunch. Yeah, exactly. And again, you can go up as many times as you need. So this is the one thing I never did understand. I never understood the people that had the bowl that was like almost as tall as me. And I mean, literally as tall as me. And they were trying, they, they, they couldn't hold it all. They actually had to hold it with their hands. So the bowl was like three feet tall. It was. <laughs> oh, sorry. Another shit joke. <laughs> so, so they have to squish it down and they're holding it with their hands because they're so piled high with noodles. I always want to walk up to those people and say, sir, you understand, of course, this is an all you can eat buffet. But only at lunch. Well, Did you know at dinner, it's not all you can eat. Yeah, dinner, it's all you can eat. No, lunch no. is not all you can eat. Okay, I knew one of them was. Yeah, lunch, you can't, it's not all you can eat. Then I understand. Then I understand if you want to pile it to the to the ceiling. But for dinner, just grab another bowl, sir. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. So, uh, anyway, so yes, thumbs up for you, Genghis Khan. Yeah, absolutely thumbs up. Uh uh, I, I frequent there at least a couple times a month. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, would say if you have not, and I don't know, for whatever reason, uh, crawled underneath your rock. Th- there's no way there's somebody, uh, you know, maybe we're preaching to the choir because there isn't anybody out there in Stockton that hasn't been to Genghis Khan. I don't know. There might be a few and there might be people listening. So if you haven't been there, uh, I definitely say check it out. And there's no excuse because there's two locations. Uh, you can find one on uh, 2233 Grand Canal. Or you can find the one that uh, opened up recently on West Lane. That's 7840 West Lane. It's right on the shopping center. Same shopping center as Submarina. So uh, it's right. right there in Hammer and West. Uh, again, you can find both of those locations. They Business hours normally, I think, are from 8 in the morning till uh, right around 8 or 9 o'clock at night. So again, if you you know have a hankering for some food late at night, uh, you can head out to one of those locations. And again, you won't be disappointed. That's for sure. Right. And um, so uh, coming up at some point in the future, um, there's a new Korean place in town. We'll have you to try have to steal. Out- <laughs> after uh, after we've had a chance. You'll have to take me there because I don't know much about Korean food, but um, Love it. new place on the mile. We'll have to check out and uh, report back to you. Do you have a restaurant review too? You have someplace you want us to review. You can always tell us, uh, leave us a message at mail at podcast.com or give us a call at 565-3229. Time for a sports update with Lowell Tuckerman. With Lowell Tuckerman. With Lowell Tuckerman. This is Lowell Tuckerman here with your podcast Stockton Sports Update for episode number 30. The Thunder are coming off of a seven-game road trip where they went 1-5-1. They're looking to recover this weekend. They'll be at home Friday and Saturday, March 5th and 6th. They'll take on the Victoria Salmon Kings at the Stockton Arena. For tickets, call 373 373- one seven zero zero, or you can go online to StocktonThunder.com. The Thunder are twenty-five and twenty-two on the season with fifty-eight points, and they still trail Bakersfield in the Pacific Division by seven points. Our two college baseball teams are off to solid starts. The Mustangs are seven and five. They'll take on Kasumnas River this Saturday, March sixth at one p.m. at Nick Chichetti Field. And the UOP baseball team, they are 4-3, and three, and they're hosting Seattle University this weekend for a big four-game series. And that'll carry through over the entire weekend, starting on Thursday and ending on Sunday. The Lady Mustangs basketball team is in the playoffs, and they'll take on Laney College in Oakland Saturday, March 6th at 7 p.m. Go ahead and head on over to Oakland to support your Lady Mustangs basketball team. The 2010 Vancouver Winter Olympics is in the books, and the final medal count for the top countries are as follows. The United States finished in first place with 37 total medals, Germany in second place with 30, Canada in third place with 26, Norway in fourth place with 23, and Austria in fifth place with 16. Although the U.S. finished with the most medals out of all countries, they did not have the most gold medals. Canada had 14 gold medals, Germany had 10 gold medals, and the United States, along with Norway, had 9 gold medals. The U.S. did, however, finish with the most gold and bronze medals. And in the biggest event in this year's Winter Olympics, Canada beat the United States 3-2 in the men's 
hockey gold medal game. That is your sports update right here on Podcast Stockton. I'm Lowell Tuckerman. Now let's head back to Matt and Rod. So, uh, of course, we are we are big fans of um, Slick Diaz's Reclaiming the Title blog. Um, I visit it every single day, um, as I know you, I know you read it often. Um, it's a great, great source of information. Uh, I think it is a must-have if you read the Stockton Record, um, which I do. I'm proud to be a subscriber both to the paper version and to the internet version of the Stockton Record. <clears throat> but uh, I enjoy I enjoy following up, um, reading the record with um, reading Slick Diaz's stuff. But, um, you know, Slick's not the only blogger web guy in Stockton, right? Besides us. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, besides <laughs> us. You know, and, and uh, you know, we, we've had the fortune of, um, you know, getting a little bit of traditional media play lately. And, and you know, there's there's other people in Stockton that are doing some great things on the web, right? Yes. Am I right or am I right? No, you're right. And you're absolutely right. And this is our, this is our segment in which we would like to actually uh, shine the light back on those guys because... Uh, again, we we are only here as a microchasm of the bigger picture, which is this entire huge Stockton uh, presence on the interweb. And, uh, you know, again, we're just we play a good part of that and we love to be a part of it. But there's people out there that are doing just as good as we are and we would like to give back to them. So, yeah. And so, I mean, there, there's a lot of Stockton out there on the web and, and um you know, there's a just a couple of things um, that that I've been I've been keeping my eye on lately. Things that I've added to my RSS feed. Um, first, one one that I've been reading for quite a while is a blog called Sterney's Web Universe on which is a Sterney.net um, slash blog. And I'll actually, of course, we'll have links to all the stuff in the show notes, um, so you don't have to write it down if you're driving. But um, uh, John Sterney writes a blog. He's a local local Stockton guy, and um, he's doing, he always has interesting. Um, uh, interesting pictures to say the least, as well as, um, just some random commentary throughout the, uh, throughout the month. But, uh, um, I, I met John a few years ago, I actually met him at the Naughty Nicks auction when they were auctioning off all their stuff. And he picked up a couple things and I picked up a couple things and s- struck up a conversation and, uh, found him online. Um, so that's, that's, uh, that's one blog that I read um, with with some regularity. I like the layout. I, he's got a very clean layout. It's very very nice. And uh, again, yeah, he does post some some pretty good stuff. So um, you know what my my uh, big thing is that I read a lot of uh, Brewery Thirty Three. And if you listen to the show with any sort of regularity whatsoever, you know Andy's just not a main on on uh, Twitter. He actually does have his own blog. And for the last few uh, for the last few days. Andy's been missing from the Twitter universe. Uh, he has done good things to call into the show, uh, so we don't we don't miss him that much. But uh, again, his uh, his website lately has been about uh, clarity. He's been trying to get some clarity in his life. So uh, again, if you you know read his posts, yeah, you're you're sure to be entertained. And I definitely like to uh, to read up on Andy because not only is Andy a phenomenal writer. But uh, you got to know Andy to be able to understand what he writes. And I think uh, the biggest disservice that people have is that they don't know Andy. So I suggest you meet Andy. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, because you'll, you'll just, his writing will take on a whole nother life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, uh, when, when he's outside of the confines of 140 characters, um, uh, he, you, you see a completely different side of Andy. But I agree. Big fan of brewery33.com. Um, a couple of new things that, uh, that I've had my eye on lately. Um, one is, um, a blog from a friend of the show, Chris Kotziglou, AKA Chris, the Greek, um, at, uh, Chris slash WordPress. And, um, uh, he's, he's been, he started a blog not too long ago and there's some stuff in there about Pacific and about, uh, about calling games and things going on around Pacific, which is uh, pretty interesting. So, uh, I keep my eye out on that, but another very interesting local, um, a new one is one that uh, just popped up yesterday, LincolnVillage1.com. So if we are, if we are a, a podcast just about Stockton, well, Lincoln Village One is about a, a community in Stockton, and they've got news and they've got um, uh, placed a blog on there, and and uh, it's started by David McKeever, um, a local realtor, and uh, it, it's a great looking site, and it's you know I, I like the idea that it's you know. It's 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 micro community. It's Lincoln Village, and it's a smaller subset of Stockton. But um, he's got a great look to it, and it looks like there's you know some awesome potential there. So uh, pretty jazzed to see that. Well, it's just proof that 
for the inter- internet, you know, everyone has a voice. Everybody can be heard on the internet. It's the great leveling of the playing field. You know, it's it's just a place where everybody can talk and everybody can say what they want to say. And I, I love that idea of just micro community, um, you know, hook up to a bigger wagon and then who knows, you know, this, this whole thing could just blow up before we know it. So, uh, yeah, you know, past that, there's just so many other good blogs out there. I know our friend Manuel Montez, actually a friend of the show, he's got a good blog going. Um, and lately he's actually been talking about his 90 day challenge, um, which is, you know, what, what he's trying to go through to get in shape and to get fit in his workouts. And, uh, if you, I tell you what, it, it's interesting to read about other people going through workouts because now we're talking about being obese and yet here, here's Manuel talking about, you know, getting in shape and his 90 day challenge. But, uh, you can find that at manuellmontez.com. Again, that'll be in the show notes, but, uh, you know, again, these, these, uh, there's some talented writers in this, in this city. There's just so many people that, uh, that have the gift of blogging and uh, Manuel's just another one in a long line. Yeah. Uh, also caravan news, uh, made a comeback recently, caravannews.com. Of course, if you've been around Stockton for a while, you know about the caravan um, newspaper. And um, they, they're now, they now have a new, a new web presence, and uh, they've got a great look. They've got, uh, you can sign up to be a contributor there. You can, you can uh, post links, post blogs, um, things like that. They've got um, a, a great new look and feel to their site, and uh, certainly a lot of potential with that. I can't, can't wait to see what comes from those guys as well. And again, those are all just a few of the, huge amount of numbers of talented people that we have out there writing about Stockton, broadcasting about Stockton and uh, doing all sorts of things. Again, if we, if we didn't mention you on the show, there's always a blog roll on this podcast, Stockton.com that shows you uh, a whole other list of people that are out there writing. Yeah. Yeah. And these aren't, and you know, these aren't all just about Stockton. I mean, some of these guys, and that's why I like it because it's, you know, all of these guys on the guys and gals that are we have in the blog world that, you know, they're all from the area, but they're writing about all kinds of different things. Yeah. There's one on there that the guy just talks about crazy stuff. I don't know, some rant thing. I don't know. Anyway, but uh, again, if you are without blog, if you're sitting there listening, you go, but I like to write, but I don't have a blog. Well, you know what? We are always looking for positive stories. We are always looking for stories that uh, are interesting and that are fun or exciting. And if you don't have a blog and you don't have a place to put something that you wrote, uh, just feel free to drop us a line and uh, you might possibly, well, you might possibly even, you might possibly even find yourself a place right here on Podcast Stockton. Uh, yeah, if, if we, uh, you know, like what you write. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, send us your thoughts. And again, if you have a blog and or you have a website and we don't have you, we don't have a link to yours on our site, um, let us know. We will correct that. Uh, we will correct that right away. This is Ann Makovic with News 10. You're listening to Podcast Stockton. Hey, 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 podcast talking listeners, it's that time again. Time for me, your friend, John Remington, to bring you the ads of the week. This week on CloudLegacies.com, we have a cyclone fence dog run, many, many books for sale, and everything you need for that wedding or party. Find all these great ads and many more on CloudLegacies.com, where it never costs you anything to post and search ads. Thank you for using our website, and thank you for listening to Podcast Talking. I'm joined live today in the Outback Studios by Dr. Robert Shapiro from Health Source Chiropractic and Progressive Rehab. That is a long name. Um, Dr. Shapiro, thanks for coming on Podcast Stockton. My pleasure. So uh, right, right out of the gate, why did you decide to become a chiropractor? Well, Matt, um, it happened a long time ago, back uh, in my teen years. I was, I was training heavily in bodybuilding. I was actually competing. And I went to the gym one day and got a little too overzealous with the weights and uh, threw up some 90-pound dumbbells and was going to do uh, what we refer to as incline dumbbell presses. Unfortunately, when I went to chamber the weight, uh, one shoulder went too far back and I heard a series of loud pops. Uh, At first, I thought I had dislocated it, but uh, after going to the hospital and having some x-rays taken, they informed me that I did not dislocate it. But uh, also said, have a nice life, good luck, and we'll see you later. Uh, I wasn't very happy with that, so uh, I called my, my family chiropractor relatively quickly, and uh, he told me to get into the office immediately. 
where he performed an examination and within five minutes had determined that I had torn my rotator cuff and uh, basically set up a treatment protocol for me to uh, begin. Uh, in a nutshell, he got me back into the gym within a month and almost back to my normal weights and back to my com- and on my way to my competition. Wow, so it took an injury, a sports injury, and uh, you could have just been you know, le- left out of the sport, I guess, except for somebody intervened, another chiropractor, obviously, and that sets you on the way to be a chiropractor? Absolutely. Wow. So um, I don't know anything about, as I've said before, I don't know anything. I've never seen a chiropractor, so I don't know much about it, but what, what type of schooling, how long does it take to become a chiropractor? Well, a chiropractor goes through very rigorous schooling. Uh, we begin with uh, undergraduate studies, and uh, those studies are very comparable to that of a medical doctor. We go through similar coursework such as anatomy, physiology, chemistry, bio, uh, organic chemistry, and uh, various humanities, social sciences. Most of the time we obtain a bachelor's degree before we do go into graduate school, but uh, many times we don't have to. We just have to have a number of credit hours under our belt. Once we get into graduate school, we can usually finish up with the bachelor's degree and then ultimately move on to our doctorate of chiropractic. Okay, and how long does it take to, once you've, you enter the, uh, the uh, doctoral program, how long does it take to, to, get your, to get that degree and license and all of that? The program is typically an accelerated program. Uh, you don't go through tr- traditional semesters where you're only going spring and uh, fall. You go all year round, uh, and it takes you about three and a half years. Otherwise, if you went traditional semesters, it'd take you five years. So all year round. So what, what that means is no spring break. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, no breaks at all. It's, it's uh, very grueling. All right, and uh, you went to school in um, in or near St. Louis, right? Correct, uh, Chesterfield, Missouri. It's a suburb of St. Louis. Okay, and the school you went to was Logan University. Okay, okay. So, um, who should see a chiropractor? Um, honestly, I mean, really, who shouldn't see a chiropractor? Everybody should see a chiropractor. Anybody with a spine and a nervous system needs to see a chiropractor. <laughs> okay, so we've narrowed it. If you have a, <laughs> if you have a spine and a, and a nervous system, you need to see. A chiropractor. Yes, absolutely. Uh, chiropractic is chiropractic is very similar to dentistry. Uh, many people consider us back doctors because we're so successful for back pain, neck pain, various uh, ailments that tend to plague humans. But um, the the thing that chiropractic is best for is prevention. We're really wellness doctors. We teach people how to get onto the tr- the path of health and how to stay there. And so our real magic or uh, um, ability is in allowing people to live a healthier lifestyle and, and prevent many of the most common ailments that tend to uh, manifest in, in humans. I mean, people have all these problems they don't realize that can be largely prevented and, and avoided. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to call myself a young man and I'm uh, I'm not yet middle aged, I guess. I don't know what that I don't know what that marker is anymore. But <laughs> I don't think I'm middle aged. No, you're not. Um, I'm I'm I think I'm healthy. I see a doctor once a year, and usually only when I have the flu. Um, I at some points in my life have been pretty athletic. I'm not overweight. I don't have hypertension. Um, so all of the things that you said, how do they apply to me? How, why why would I want to go see a chiropractor if I think? Think is the operative term, I guess, but if I think I'm in perfect health. Well, um, ask yourself, has has there ever been a point in your life that you've uh, experienced any prolonged period of stress? Have you ever sustained any type of injury? Have you ever woke up with a stiff uh, stiffness or soreness? Uh, Have you ever worked out rigorously? Um, I don't know too many people that can say no to all of those things. Right. Um, another thing is, do you sustain any postural strain? Do you work on a computer all day? Most people work on computers, and anybody working on a computer has significant postural stress. And those people are very ideal candidates for chiropractic care. So now I'm wondering if you're looking at my <laughs> posture. <laughs> yes, I to, absolutely. I have to straighten up. <laughs> my, uh, my grandmother, every time she sees me, she says, she reminds me that I used to have better posture and my kids have good posture, but um, 
So now, now I'm a little nervous. Maybe I should have picked a different chair. Well, one of the things I like to tell my, my patients or my prospects who are asking me questions is uh, your posture is a window to your spine. So look at somebody's posture. It gives you a very good indication as to whether their spine is healthy and, and in alignment or whether it isn't. So how, how long have you been in business in, in Stockton? I've been in business since 2001. Okay. And um, so what are your thoughts on being a business owner in Stockton? We've had, you know, we've had some, uh, some press recently that said Stockton's one of the worst places in America um, to, uh, to open up a business. And of course, we here at Podcast Stockton believe that lists mean nothing. But uh, curious on your perspective as a business owner. Well, I, I tend not to listen to uh, lists from uh, a lot of these uh, more well-known entities because you know as well as I do that there's a lot of hype and realistically, have they ever visited Stockton? Because obviously if they have, they wouldn't have been saying those things. They're probably looking at statistics. They're bean counters and they're saying, oh, there's foreclosures and there's unemployment. But uh and last time I checked, uh, there's probably higher levels of unemployment and and uh, pretty bad problems in certain parts of Michigan. And certainly Michigan's not a horrible place. Uh, you know, any, any city has its issues. Uh, I've never been to a city yet, and I've lived in many places that didn't have some issues and it also had some good things. Pot, uh, Stockton, overall, is a great place to live. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty family-oriented community, and... Uh, it's affordable, which is not something you see too much in California anymore. Um, you can get to just about anything you want to get to in within an hour or maybe three at the most. You can get up to the mountains and ski. You can go out to the ocean. Uh, and then we have the rivers running right through here. We have mm-hmm. the Delta, and there's lots of water sports on the Delta. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, I'm looking forward to <laughs> participating in those uh, very soon. When the sun comes back out. Uh, absolutely. So is it tough in, in, this, uh, in this economic climate to, to, to run a business in town now? You know, it, it depends on your definition of tough some, and, and your point of view. I mean, some people are saying, yes, it's tough. I just say that it's different. Uh, you have to be a little bit more savvy and understanding what people want and what they need, really what makes them tick. I think before when there was easy credit – uh, you could just have a pulse and hang up a sign and anybody could have a business. Mm. And, you know, that's just – that's not realistic. You, there's no – after a while, they quit caring about people. They look at them as numbers. Well, now there's a, there's a filtering process uh, in the business world. They call it a correction in the business cycle, and that's really what we're going through right now. We're weeding out the bad and the last, the last men or women standing are going to be the ones who have a proven track record. And they're going to come out of this and we're going to shoot up strong. And so, you know, I, I don't think that it's tough. It's just, it's just different right now. So have you seen, uh, have you seen a drop in your business um, since, the, since the foreclosure crisis started? Uh, I did a little bit and it's been somewhat up and down. But, you know, what you do is you look, you rethink your strategy. Uh, you start to figure out where your customer service needs improvement. And once we did that... Our business has grown, and it's been growing tremendously. Great. So tell me, uh, tell me about your practice. Does your office um, are there certain specialties that um, you guys have, or just general chiropractic health? Well, I, I like to let everybody know that uh, you know because we do care about families. That we do uh, some some of our one of our specialties is family wellness. It's just health for the whole family, family health care. But uh, my background being in sports, I do do uh, – I have uh, sports medicine incorporated into my business. And one of my major specialties seems to be very interesting to a lot of people in the area is uh, holistic or nutritional therapy, uh, clinical nutrition. A lot of people have issues that can be addressed through nutrition and um, so – and not a lot of chiropractors – uh, incorporate this into their practices. Another thing that is very exclusive to health source is progressive rehab. And progressive rehab is a very unique system of incorporating exercises to to work with the chiropractic to make it work faster so that we can get our patients better faster and get them back to doing the things they love to do 
as quickly as possible. Okay. So let's go back to the clinical nutrition. So is that simply a health supplement or a, um, what, is, what does that mean exactly? Uh, much of it incorporates certain uh, supplementation, uh, health supplements. We also look at uh, the way people eat and uh, also their, their stress levels and how, they're, how often, how frequently they're eating, how much they're eating at a time, how much water they're taking in. Uh, but the supplements that we use would, would maybe for a specific problem, say like digestive problems, indigestion, um, we can say for uh, a very common problem that I run into in my practice is what we call adrenal fatigue where people are constantly, they're just, their batteries are drained. They can never seem like they get enough sleep. They're really addicted to coffee because they got to have that cup of coffee in the morning to get going. Uh, and, and adrenal fatigue leads to a slew of other problems. Uh, allergies are a big problem in this area. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we address allergies, allowing, allowing people to, to deal with those and cope with those allergies on a more natural basis without having to resort to uh, tons of pharmaceuticals uh, because it seems like more people are becoming interested in addressing their issues holistically or naturally as opposed to taking all these drugs because you're seeing all this bad news about these side effects and it's constantly coming out. They're showing the long-term effects of many medications. Mm -hmm. It's not turning out to be too good. Right, right. So are you starting to see younger and younger patients? You mentioned sports medicine and other things and family wellness. Are 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 you seeing younger patients today? Oh, you bet. Yes, absolutely. And are you seeing them because people are becoming more aware of, of your types of services, or is it because there's a greater need now than there was before? I think it's a combination of both, but the main thing is that they are becoming more aware. There's more education out there. Uh, the environment is becoming more pro-chiropractic, and, um, and good doctors are out there spending time, spending their, their sweat equity to educate these good people on how to better serve their, take care of their children so that one, they can avoid certain problems when they're young. And two, they can prevent future problems as they get older. They won't, they won't have the same issues that their parents uh, have that are supposedly always tied into genetics when it's really their lifestyle. Mm So um, even being as, as busy you are as you are, um, you still you still find a little bit of time to to give back to the community. And uh, um, you recently did a, a read in for the um, through the Stockton Rotary, right? Yes, I did. I actually did that today. And uh, what did you read and where? I read how much is a million, and I did that over at Elmwood Elementary. And uh, did you did you get through the whole book, or did it did it trip you up? <laughs> uh, no, I actually managed to get through the whole book. It's actually uh, relieving compared to some of the other stuff I've had to read in my life. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. I, I can imagine. Yeah, there was a uh, lots of uh, lots of buzz in the um, in the uh, social media sphere today about people reading at various schools today. So you do a little bit of work with the Rotary, and you uh, you also um, participate in some health fairs. Why don't you tell me about that? Uh, I have participated in various health fairs with a lot of uh, non-for-profit organizations. One of the organizations that I like to work with very frequently is the Women's Center of San Joaquin. Uh, These are uh, good people that have unfortunately fallen on some bad circumstances, and there's frequently children that are involved. And uh, I find that to be uh, a terrible shame. And uh, it feels very good to help them uh, get their their lives back into order and come in and give them expert advice that probably nobody else is going to spend the time to give them. Right, and uh, um, and these the people that you meet at some of these health fairs do they some of them eventually come and become your um, become your client, or you see them in your office? You know, sometimes I do, uh, and I I don't go into it with the uh, expectation. Uh, it is a nice it is a nice benefit, but uh, my my full intention is to really give to them 
I feel that uh, being in the community and being successful, I, I, I honestly feel that I owe it to my community because I feel very fortunate that I have this, uh, this wonderful mind that allows me to have this incredible career and, and, and take care of my family and, and my friends and everybody else. But uh, there are those that just unfortunately haven't, that hasn't come across their path. And, and my job is to make them aware and, and, and educate them just the same as my mentors did. Great. Wonderful. All right. So now the, uh, the part of the show that um, I don't know if people dread or not because uh, everybody gets the same question. So at least you will have time, have had time to prepare. Um, so uh, first, how long have you been in Stockton? I've been in Stockton for going on 10 years now. Okay. And you moved here, you said from Missouri or from Southern California through Missouri or? Uh, I moved directly from St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Okay. So were you a Rams fan or a Chiefs fan? I was a Chiefs fan. Right on. You heard it here. Another Chiefs fan. Um, so what do you like about Stockton? Uh, the thing that I like about, well, there's many things that I like about Stockton. Uh, Stockton is a very affordable community. Um, the thing that really drew me to Stockton, well, one, my older brother loved it here and he couldn't say enough about it. And I trust my brother's opinion. But uh, I looked at it and it's... It's a nice little place. It's a it's a hybrid of a large city and a small one, so you don't really get this this tiny town feeling, but also you don't feel congested like you do in a huge metropolitan area. Uh, you get the best of both worlds. Plus, it's close to so many things. There's yeah. you get the the mountains and where you can go up skiing and snowboarding, or you can go out to the ocean and surf or you know, spend time out there, which I do love the ocean. Uh, but Stockton has these major waterways. It's always nice to be around water. And there's plenty of water here, and there's lots of water activities, and I really love water activities. Yeah. You a uh, um, water skier, jet skier, what's your... What, what's your Wakeboarder. Oh, wakeboard. Yes. Never quite figured that out. I can, I can, I can water ski, but I, I just... Maybe I haven't, I haven't tried it in, uh, as much. It's tricky. Uh, I actually had some friends who gave me some instructional videos on it and I watched those videos and it completely changed my technique and I got up on that wakeboard and, and it's much easier now. It's, wow. Yeah. It's like I've been doing it for years. Well, it, it is a lot more fun when you can stay up for a while. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Robert, what's your favorite Stockton memory? Well, my favorite Stockton memory has to be meeting my wife. Well, very nice, especially since uh, she's in the room with us. Uh, yeah, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> a little uh, podcasting secret. Um, and uh, and, and where did you guys meet? You said you met at work, right? Yeah, we met at work. We were both working in Lodi and uh, wasn't necessarily love at first sight. Uh, I'm far too cerebral for that. Uh, but uh, we got to know each other and we found out we had a lot of things in common and we were both good people and one thing led to another and... Here we are. We're married for the last four years. Great, great. Yeah. So, what do you do for Stockton when you're um, when you're not uh, when you're not busy um, running your uh, health source chiropractic and progressive rehab? See, I had to write it down to remember it. But <laughs> well, what I do for Stockton is I get out and participate in various uh, charitable uh, events. Uh, my ro- my Rotary group is the oldest Rotary group in Stockton. And uh, we're constantly or repeatedly planning various um, events. We recently did a blood drive over at the Delta Blood Bank uh, where we asked our fellow Rotarians to come in and give blood. And and we actually – that we create a pool of blood that we actually can give out to the community. Uh, We mainly do it for our our, our Rotarians to use and their families. But at the same time – Delta Blood Bank will call us up and ask us if they can use it for somebody who really needs it, and we'll we'll give it to them. Um, I like to go out and uh, do lay lectures for various businesses uh, and help people uh, in various subjects like uh, handling stress, because so many people have stress and they don't know how to cope with it. They don't. They don't. Many times they don't recognize the signs of stress. It can be very subtle. And so I like to teach them how to recognize those signs and ways that they can address uh, stress and alleviate it themselves and when they may need to see uh, some type of health practitioner like a massage therapist, acupuncturist, or a chiropractor. Okay. 
when you're not doing all that good stuff for the community and you're just, just out to have a good time, what do you do in Stockton? Oh, I love to go out and, I mean, I think we all like to eat. Uh, I do, you try- have, do you have a favorite restaurant? Um, gosh, I can't say that I have a favorite restaurant. There's so many restaurants that I like to go to. I, I really like variety and so does my wife. Uh, I, I, I was really fond of Taste of Brittany. Unfortunately, oh, I found yeah. out they recently closed. Yep. They were a very nice place. It's so unique. Mm-hmm. And I was really hoping to see them stick around. Uh, we do like Valley Brew. Uh, we're pretty fond of that place. And then BJ's is a nice place. Yeah, I mean, the beer is pretty tasty. Yeah, do you have a favorite beer at BJ's? I like the uh, the PM Porter. I'm a dark oh, beer Oh, you're a porter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, uh, Dr. Shapiro, for uh, for coming on to the show. If um, folks, listeners want to find out more about your, uh, your, your practice, um, how can they get in contact with you or where can they find you on the line? They can... Find us at www.hsstockton.com, and uh, our office phone number is 209-888-8602. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you, Matt. Well, there's Amazon, there's eBay, there's... uh craigslist and now there's even closetgoodies.com there are a ton if not 10 zillion ways that you can shop online nowadays and our questions to you or our question to you rather was do you shop online matt do you shop online uh you know what and and i've, I've talked about this briefly on the show before but i used to shop online more but i you know, I really got sucked into the shop stock and first thing and i i don't shop online as much anymore and there are there are some some big ticket items that you know years ago I would have wanted to shop online for. You know, I bought my phone, my iPhone, standing in line. I bought the 3GS. I went to Modesto to buy, but um, so I, I don't do much anymore. I mean, I I would rather go to a go to an actual store. Um, so it's been a while. I would say I would say not very much. However, I am planning on ordering my iPad online. What um, you mean? You're not going to try to win one from Kwin? I uh, didn't know they were giving one away. Yeah, they're giving away an iPad. You man. should you should get in on it. I know. That. As a former employee, I should put my hat in the ring there. I see if how fast I get passed up. Yeah. So um I, I, I would say I don't do I don't do hardly any shopping online. What about you? I used to. I there like you, I would fly through everything and because I knew I could find it. Especially my my online shopping obsession started when I was in Korea because it was so hard to get certain things you know, and, and when I was in Korea, it was so hard to get things that I wanted because the PX, it carried some stuff, but it didn't carry everything. So there was a lot of things that I would buy on eBay. Um, that's, I really just started buying stuff on eBay. I bought old seasons, especially when I found out what I could buy on eBay. I was like, you mean I can buy Buffy the Vampire Slayer the first season on eBay? What? Yeah. I, I don't know if we've talked about it on the show, but, um, I've never bought anything from eBay ever, ever. Wow. I don't have an eBay account. I like going to eBay to look, but I, I own some things from eBay. Um, one of my favorite things is actually right over there. There's an, there's a, the actual, it's a copy. points on but a it's, podcast. Yeah, I know. It's, it's for you. <laughs> it's a, um, it's a, the actual, um, uh, from the patent, patent and trademark office, the original trademark application for the flying disc, what later became known as the Frisbee. Oh, yeah. Um, I see it right there. So I ha- I'm very proud that I got it as a gift uh, many, many years ago. And I love that. I, uh, I carry a Frisbee with me almost everywhere I go. And um, so uh, my uncle got me that. But I've never purchased anything on eBay ever. I-, I wouldn't even know how to do that. I've, I take that back. Years ago, I tried to buy something, but I just told my friend, this is how much I'll pay for it. You go on and do it. And somebody else won it. And I said, I'm not going to try. Well, you know what? Anymore, the thrill of eBay auctioning is gone for me. It, if I can't just buy it now, then I don't want to even deal with it. Because I, the auction part to me is so ridiculous because especially when they came out with these these eBay like e-snipe things where there is a program that you put in your maximum bid. And if the last closing seconds of the auction, if somebody's outbid you and it's not you know, it'll the very I'm mean, talking the very last second that e-snipe will jump in, put that bid that'll beat that other bid in at the last second. And eBay allows that? eBay allows it. It's a third party app. They they're, you know, it's it's a little bit they can't stop it. Yeah. They don't know how. 
So again, like I said, if I can't buy it now, then I don't want to buy it now. But you know, I found myself doing a lot lately. Um, so I have a Blockbuster account, right? And and not Netflix. We know I have Blockbuster because um, you can do in-store exchanges. But my daughter scratches the holy heck out of these new DVDs that we get, right? Mm-hmm. And I try to stop her as much as I can, but doggone it, if she loves her cloudy with a chance of meatballs and she'll drag it up and she'll try to put it in and it'll... You know, it'll just scratch up. So we destroy these discs to the point where they barely play anymore. So I go to Amazon and I find new copies of these movies so I can buy them again for like five, six bucks a pop. And, uh, you know, you can't beat that. I mean, there's no place around here that sells movies that absolutely dirt right, cheap. Right. And and they're brand new in the package, everything. So I, I do that a lot now because I'm, I'm replacing movies left and right. Yeah, I, I you know. I said, I, I still, I gotten the last couple of years, I've gotten spoiled. I spoiled myself, even though it's not really spoiling by forcing myself to shop local. That, plus it also helps me spend less money because it's not as easy as clicking a button. Mm. Um, but I, I do the research on all the products online and then I go to another store to buy it. See, so I, I think I'm the minority. I'm certainly the minority of probably people that listen to podcasts. Cause I don't, I don't do a lot of shopping online. Um, we did get a, a message from, um, from Andy brewery 33. <laughs> So uh, he is alive and well, and we, we know because he, he called us today. So let's listen to that. Yo, yo, what's up? This is Andy, Brewery33, um, calling about some online shopping, which is very precarious. Now, I do my fair share of online purchases, but not so much recently, and I'll go ahead and blame the recession, but just a little secret between you and me, I'm pretty cheap. That and I have baby number two set to land in April. But back to online purchasing. I like to stick with the mainstream sites your Amazon, Zappos, and big-name stores that have actual brick-and-mortars like Best Buy, um, pretty conservative. Um, I've been made conservative by falling for fancy websites that tout life-changing products and that turn out to be pretty crappy. I've learned that I never buy anything electronic unless I absolutely understand the specs and connectivity options. Again, I learned this from being stupid. I have purchased some clothing online with varied results. Actually, my wife does the clothing purchases, as I basically wear whatever she buys, which is the only reason that I'm marginally color-coordinated. She mostly uses J. Crew as they have great customer service. That's basically what I hear from her. Uh, I do buy T-shirts online, and my current favorite T-shirt site is RizzoTees.com. They aren't anything that I am allowed to wear to social functions, but they're real fun shirts. My current work-around-the-house T-shirt is a props-to-my-tweet shirt, um, plus, he sends a packet of bacon salt in every order, and we all know that bacon practically sells itself. I buy beer supplies from morebeer.com, basically the only supplier that is relevant online. Their service is great, products are plenty, and shipping is fast. Not to mention, Matt hooked me up with the owner and got a free T-shirt sent my way for merely mentioning my morebeer blog, morebeer on my blog. Um, he must not know that my grandmother is the only one that reads my blog. Um, I buy a lot of books online. I use Amazon for the most part. For school, I'm trying out Chegg.com, which rents textbooks rather than purchasing. For instance, I'm currently into a book for about 45 bucks, and the student store clocked in at 115 It's a pretty good deal thus far. I used to use Valor. While cheaper than the bookstore, not cheaper than Chegg. And, and Chegg gives you beer koozies, and I'm all about the swag. I don't use eBay, Craigslist, or Stockton's own closetgoodies.com because, frankly, I don't have time to surf their sites. That, and I'm not a real big fan of used goods since I don't really collect anything. They're basically useless to me. The key to purchasing online is ensuring the reputation of the site that you're purchasing from. That's so key. This is done by doing exactly what you guys are doing. Talk about it with your friends. Blog about it. Read blogs about it. Before you purchase the dueling attack radio-controlled helicopters from some Japanese website only to get 10 minutes of enjoyment before they employ it, then email the site, and they, they email you back saying just send them back to get the replacements, only to find out that sending a package to Japan costs three times the amount that you paid for the pieces of crap in the first place, and now they sit in your office as a reminder of your stupid half-baked decision, Google the site and put scan behind their name. Someone out there will steer you, steer you in the right direction. Um, as for Mountain Rod, keep up the game. You guys are definitely killing it. Um, well, at least Channel 10 and Channel 3 think so. So much respect, much love from the bowels of the Stockton blogosphere that's coming from Brewery 33. Um, I must go because it's meditation time in my 40-day media fast. I have to turn off the machine before my moderator, my wife, uh, finds out that I'm playing on my keyboard. So Andy is staying fresh, keeping it real, 
and want you guys to talk to y'all later. As always, Andy, we totally look forward to your call just about every week because it's one of those things where uh, you're about to get your own segment, whether you know it or not. That's right. That is a bona fide segment. Uh, like I said, it's Stockton's own Andy Rooney. <laughs> yes. Again, if you're not listening, reading, or thinking like uh, Andy Brewery 33 there, then uh, there's something incredibly wrong with you. And I, I do, I agree with you, Andy, on a lot of things. Uh, you know, when, you, when you're buying online, you really, you can't just jump on the first uh, little good offer that, that comes your way because there's so many websites out there that are meant to just scam you. And, and really, when you're, when you're shopping online, especially eBay, you have to, I mean, now I know that the ratings sometimes don't mean things because you can have like 900,000 million positive stars, but everyone's going to have their own experience. So you may not have that great experience if you're buying something online that somebody else did. And uh, you're right. You could be sitting right. with a big paperweight that you bought for a million dollars. Right. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. You definitely have to do your research. I'm always amazed to hear stories about people that bought something that uh, they thought was going to, uh, you know, cure world hunger. And it's a, you know, garbage in a box. But yeah, if, you know, everybody that buys something, everything you can buy online, there has to be a way to research if it's any good. So, yeah. and you know, what, books and stuff like that and CDs and you're right. I mean, those are, those are the easy things and clothes. Yeah. My, my fiance, she just kills old Navy online at one point in our, in our early relationship when we both had jobs and we were both, you know, very flush with money. Um, it would be American Eagle. It would be Old Navy. It would be uh, Victoria's Secret. I mean, it's just the the offers would flow to her because she spent so much money online and uh, would get so many reward points. It was ridiculous. And she's still getting residuals from it. They're like, here, we want to send you this for free because you shopped <laughs> with us in 2006. Nice. So uh, thanks again, Andy, for the call. We actually forgot to tweet out um, a reminder that this was our segment this week. Um and also, I did put it out on the, the Facebook site. So, um, Andy, thanks for remembering and calling in. But uh, that's our only listener contribution. But if you want to add your two cents to the mix, do you shop online? Where do you shop online? And if you don't shop online, why not? Of course, you can always call us at 565-3229 or send your thoughts to um, mail at podcaststockton.com. Or leave it as a comment on Facebook. That's one way we can get it out, too. Always leave your comments on Facebook. We'd love to read those as well. Yeah, that's right. All right, so just a couple more things uh, before we wrap up episode 30. Um, as Rod and I mentioned recently, we are both on FormSpring, and we've gotten a lot of great questions on FormSpring, but we've also got what some might even consider show feedback, meaning things that um, people may like or not like about the show. So having said that, you know, let's, let's put it out there. If, you, if there's something that you like or don't like about the show, or you have ideas for things we can do better, we're open for, you know, we are certainly open to the feedback. Give us a call. Send us an email. If you want to do it anonymously, go to FormSpring and tell us on FormSpring. Um, it's hard to have a dialogue in, in an, on an anonymous website, but um, you know, however you want to let us know, by all means, um, you know, give us your feedback. If there's a segment of the show that you like or you um, you don't like or you want us to change, we're open. Let us know. Big thank you. We want to put out to our friends at News Ten and more specifically Ann Makovic because, boy, that was just a great honor to be on that show. Uh, to be featured in such a way that she did. She puts uh, a great package together, and uh, I think it really spoke very loudly for the show. So we just want to express our gratitude to News 10 for making the trek down to Stockton and uh, here in the Outback. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, uh, there's a link. Surprise, surprise. There's a link to that video and that story on uh, the website at podcaststockton.com. Hi, this is Wes with the Stockton Conference and Visitors Bureau with your Stockton Weekly Activities Guide. Uh, Gung Hoi Fat Choi, if you didn't know, this weekend is Stockton's Chinese New Year celebration. Though the New Year actually happened on Valentine's Day, Stockton will celebrate this weekend with not only a cool parade that kicks off at 10 a.m. in downtown Stockton, but activities all day in the Bob Hope Theater celebrating the Chinese culture. So it has moved from the Civic Auditorium to the Bob Hope Theater, so it should be a great show. The Parade is always a family-friendly event. Everybody really enjoys it, so I encourage you to go out and celebrate Chinese culture with this New Year celebration. 
Um, also this weekend, we got at the Bob Hope Theater, we got Jorge Falcone. He's a comedian. If you know who he is, then you know he's really funny and uh, big in the um, big following in the Hispanic market. So he's very popular. Not really. Uh, I'm not sure if it's actually in English because everything it describes him is all in Spanish. But that's happened at the Bob Hope. And at the Stockton Arena, we got two back-to-back Thunder games, both Friday and Saturday. Over at the university, we have women's basketball on Saturday and men's baseball on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And concerts, you want concerts at the arena? Well, here is a concert at the arena. Rock and contemporary uh, music bands Chevelle, Sick Chick Puppies, and Days After will be hosted by Metal Sanaz over at the Stockton Arena. And that's Sunday, March 7th. That starts at 7 p.m. So go out, and this is a big concert here at the arena. I hope you go out and support that if you if you like that kind of music. And lastly, um, just a heads up, on the 13th of March, the St. Patrick's Day Festival and Shamrock Run will be at the um, Warren Point Event Center. Pub Crawl is involved there. The Bassmaster Tournament is going to be that weekend, so they'll be doing weigh-ins on Warren Point. So lots of fun celebrating St. Patty's Day, downtown Stockton, 313. So if you want more information, be sure to always visit our calendar or visit Stockton.org and sign up for our weekly email. Get this info right in your inbox each week. And until next time, be sure to go out there and celebrate Stockton. Thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton, Episode 30. I want to thank Dr. Shapiro for joining us. If you want to learn more about his practice, you can check out his website at hsstockton.com. And this week, we're actually joined by a super secret special guest, yeah, so um, Lowell Tuckerman. Surprise! Uh, <laughs> so were we as unorganized as, as you thought we'd be? Unorganized, yes, but comfortable, also yes, Matt. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really liking it in the studio. In fact, uh, if I pay you 200 bucks a month for rent, I might move here. I really like it here. <laughs> Very nice. Leave us a message with your comments at 565 or send them to mail at podcaststockton.com. Follow us on YouTube and Facebook, username Podcast Stockton. Follow me on Twitter, username Podcast Stockton. And me at RJ Via Gomez. For links to all the things we talked about on today's show, visit podcaststockton.com. And until next time, make it great, Stockton. <laughs>